He's really tall. I am. I really think <laughs> he is. He's he's very tall. No, I just bumped into him. I'm used to the. I'm used to Kathy or Teresa sitting next to me or Walter, and they're like this tall. Julie's <laughs> like six miles away from him, like a strange man in the house. <laughs> well, no, I feel bad because I was kneeing him. <laughs> oh, oh, it's like that. I can't okay. Help it. All right. In three, two, one. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for July 7th, 2010. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, Corey Martin and Julie Martin. We also have a special guest joining us this week, Andy Johnson. It is Johnson, right? Yes, it okay. is. From discoverapcot.com. Um, that sounds back- like a made-up name, Andy. It's an alias. <laughs> if I told you my first name, you would say that was a made-up name. What's your first name? Uh, my real name is Richard Johnson. Oh, that's okay. We have Peter Richard Werner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> what? Back in the peanut gallery, Will Perry, uh, who's actually still here from uh, Indiana, he's going back to the farm uh, tonight. Uh, Walter. <laughs> you don't really live on a farm, do you? And think. So. Come on, there's a silo in your backyard. We both know it. And uh, Kathy Whirling is back in the peanut gallery as well. Teresa. And Max, the intern, are on vacation. We let them out once every two years. To, uh, she's out in like Illinois or, right? Yes. Bigsville is the, literally the name of the town she comes from. Is <laughs> Bigsville? She's actually having dinner with the Zanolas tonight. Oh, okay. In Petticoat Junction, <laughs> <Yeah>, really. <laughs> All right. In this week's show, we're going to begin our Christmas in July series with a discussion about Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party at the Magic Kingdom and the Osborne Family Lights at Disney's Hollywood Studio. And Kevin Close has his 10 Best Things to Eat at Walt Disney World. All that plus this week's news and Roundtable Rapid Fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the show, everyone. As you can gather, uh, this is, uh, we're, going, we're doing an unedited show this week. Well, hopefully we're going to do an unedited show. It depends on... Depends on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It depends on it depends on me and uh, whether or not I go off onto a rant. That has... how about that opening of Harry Potter? <laughs> oh, you're not going to draw me in. I bet we can. I'm wise to you. I'm wise to you. But this is my first time. That's right. This is Andy's first time on the show. And uh, I talked about uh, Andy last week. For those who listened to the show last week, I met Andy at the Apple Store, uh, where he. Very politely told me we had banned him from the ports. Well, on my first day, no less. That reminds me. Can you put on that plastic thing for me on my iPhone while you're in? <laughs> I always get bubbles in it. Really? Oh. We all should have brought our craft app and fixed it. Corey and I were talking about this on the phone last night. I cannot get one of those screen protectors to stay on the, any of my phones. We did I'm, the shield. We the invisible the sh- shield. At Best Buy. What is the invisible shield? That's the one that actually goes on and... It like adheres to it. It's put on with like iguana spit here or something. And did you, you put it on? Like or did you it no, the guy scrape did it, it with a screwdriver and it won't mess it up. Right, right. Yeah. I will tell you this: we uh, found an iPhone and we tested out the 
toughness of the glass with some car keys, and we couldn't scratch it. So I don't know how effective all these screen protectors are going to be because the glass. Is I think it's more scratch resistant on its own. I think it's more peace of mind. Yeah, I think I have a better peace of mind. It's not going to scratch. It's not going to crack. But they told us at the store the other day that you shouldn't clean any of it with Windex because it's oleophobic or something like that. I, well, keep, I wouldn't use Windex on my iPhone anyway. I keep a layer of ferrous saliva on mine. Oh. <laughs> or on your iPad. Yeah, I never use Windex. It's a good the, thing because you shouldn't. I use the iClear. Because it's oleophobic. That I buy at the Apple store. However, he told us that stuff you shouldn't use on your iPad. It's good on the old iPhone. Actually, I don't just use it. You. Actually, I, I, I only use it on the iPhone. I just For my iPad, I just use a regular, uh, uh, you know, a good... Soft cloth. That that's all you really need. Yeah, microfiber. Exactly. Welcome to Apple Chat. Yeah, really. <laughs> this has just gone completely off the rails here. Um, in housekeeping, um, all I've got is just to mention uh, Diz Podcast Cruise 2.0, December 12th, four nights on the Wonder. Um, about uh, 700 of your closest friends, along with uh, Lee Cockrell, uh, Charlie Ridgway, Walt's publicist. Bob Gurr, famous uh, Imagineer, and of course, special evening with Ms. Jody Benson, the voice of Ariel in The Little Mermaid, doing a concert for us. That is exclusive to our our trip. You're not going to get that just being on the cruise. You have Correct. to be booked with us, and we have information on that in our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. Now, that's all I have for housekeeping. Anyone else? Okay, shortest housekeeping and really, in I don't have a any. year. I'm shocked. You don't have any prizes to give away or anything? Nobody sent us anything? No, no chocolate? No more alcohol and sugar in the mail? <laughs> that can be left here in the studio all week for me? It was lovely. Oh, I thought for sure Teresa would take it. She doesn't do bourbon balls, she said. <laughs> so... I just want you to see my maturity level has rised. <laughs> has rised? Has but rised. apparently your grammar hasn't. <laughs> yes. It's rised. I left that alone. All right, then we will uh, throw it over to John with the news. Our first news story is a sad one. Voice of Disney's Cinderella, Eileen Woods, dies at age 81. Eileen Woods, who provided the speaking and singing voice for the, life, for the title character in Walt Disney's classic 1950 animated feature, Cinderella, died at the age of 81 of causes related to Alzheimer's disease on July 1st, 2010. Well, that's a shame. Uh, Woods was a busy 18-year-old singer on radio in 1948 when, as a favor to two songwriting friends, she recorded a demo for a few songs they had written for Walt Disney's upcoming animated feature. Um, she's quoted as saying, I did the discs for them in a studio with a piano, and um, two days later, Walt called her. He wanted me to come over and have an interview. I gladly said, yes, any, anything you say. We met and talked for a while, and he said, how would you like to be Cinderella? Um, wow. She said, uh, Walt would sit down at the table with us at mealtimes during the filming of Cinderella, and we discussed the movie together. It was just magical. There was happiness and joy. Eileen Woods was inducted as a Disney, imagi- Disney legend in 2003. A Disney Imagineer. Disney legend. <laughs> so, little piece oh, of... Nice, nice way to bum out the I table <laughs> for a story out of the gate. Well, it's just... It's one of the classic movies. It's a, Everybody loves Cinderella, so it's, it's sad to know that she's gone. I agree. 
but you can always hear her voice. She lives on in eternity. She does. And that's kind of cool when you think about it. If our, you say so. Our next story is cop accused of selling Disney theme park tickets. Well, actually, all theme park tickets. Orlando police officer Wendell Rocky and his wife. Both okay, he should be arrested for that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he's from a 1930s cop movie. Yeah, really. <laughs> Wendell Rocky. Um, he and his wife both turned themselves in on July 2nd, 2010 to the Orange County Jail. Both faced charges by the state attorney's office and have bonded out. According to court paperwork, Roby, Robbie, Roby, and four others are accused of selling complimentary tickets that were given to them or purchased by them, which are not supposed to be sold. According to the affidavit, Roby would also sell used hotel cards issued to guests at hotels near Orlando. Is it Roby or Rocky? Roby. I mispronounced it the first time. Wendell Roby, R-O-B-E-Y. How do you get Rocky from Roby? It's far away. Oh. Now my eyes are old. <laughs> uh, he would, uh, according to the affidavit, Roby would also sell used hotel cards issued to guests at hotels near Orlando theme parks and sell them for $5 each, along with theme park tickets to Universal and Walt Disney World. The cards can be used to get free parking. Investigators say Roby worked part-time at Universal Orlando. Reports say some of the tickets were stolen and some were given to the Orange County public school system. Oh, nice guy. Really, for band participation during the Macy's Parade event. Uh, Roby admitted to investigators that he made between ten dollars and $15,000 a year selling theme park tickets. Um, Roby faces multiple charges, including grand theft, dealing in stolen property, criminal use of personal identification information, and more than of more than twenty persons, as well as a slew of other charges. Wow! So be very careful when you buy tickets, guys. We say it all the yeah, time. Never, ever, ever buy it from. If somebody's just like hanging out in the street, yeah, flipping one of those signs around, you know. <laughs> I mean, there are legitimate ticket ticket brokers in town, but they usually have a storefront. I mean, there's usually like, a, you know, they're yeah. approved by they're sold their tickets by Disney. Uh, you know, we work with the official ticket center. Uh, they have a contract with Disney for tickets. They have a contract with Universal, with SeaWorld. They're legitimate. The tickets you buy, they're legit. But if they're hanging out in a parking lot. With their trunk open. Yeah. <laughs> or wearing a trench coat. You might want to, you know, <laughs> might, might want to ask the question, how valid is this? Well, I mean, also, too, I have a feeling some of these people were seeking out these tickets to know enough to purchase a used room card. To get free parking. Yeah. That seems like someone went out specifically searching for this. Just the old adage, if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Yeah. And usually. Also, oh, also, what a sleazeball. They were meant for the kids to go to the Macy's parade. Yeah, you know. It's like, Nice ooh, guy. Really. And our third and final story is, I drive to undergo $24 million widening. Really? In an article released by the Orlando Business Journal, Orange County plans to widen the south end of International Drive adding lanes exclusively for buses and vehicles turning off the major tourist corridor. Design studies for the estimated $24 million project in southwest Orlando will start in October. Construction will begin in 2013 and take about two years to complete. The traffic relief relief project will widen I-Drive from four lanes to six and will stretch 2.8 miles from Destination Parkway to Sand Lake Road. 
It's expected to make travel on international drive easier, as well as increase exposure for businesses along the road. Not for them two years. That not for those <laughs> yeah, two years that it's, it's under gone. construction. It's not. Industry experts estimate the project will create up to 110 temporary construction jobs. Yep. Anything that's creating jobs right now is a good thing. Where's yeah. Destination Parkway? I'm trying to think if, think if it's, it's the side of uh, where Wet n Wild is, or is it the other side no, towards think, Point Orlando? I think it's more like towards Point Orlando. Yeah, I think it's because that Wet n Wild area is crazy. But I with think traffic. about it. Where can they no, go? It's going the other right. way. Yeah, that's the, the south end. end. Well, that side of International Drive, they need to level and rebuild. Yeah, really. I mean, it's just a. It's, it's more a, like I Park. Yeah. There's no place for them to go. I mean, the stores right. there are right up against the road. There's a little bit of a sidewalk, so I don't know how they could widen that. And if you ever drive down that road when there's an actual convention going on, you can sit there for an hour and yeah. 45, an hour, two yeah. hours. But I guess exactly. you're right. The other side of I Drive, there's that median that mm. they can just take out. And the good part is when you're on that other side that's really busy, you can roll down your window and hear the screams from <laughs> Fun Spot or whatever that is. Oh, gosh. Oh, I thought you meant like the screams coming from the cheap motels. <laughs> <laughs> They said I was in walking distance to Disney. <laughs> they lie. That'll do it for the news. All right. Wow, this is uh, 13 minutes in. and uh, Normally, uh, house- housekeeping would still yeah, be going We'd on? still be doing housekeeping. Thank you. Don't forget to tip the waitresses. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> yeah, really? All right. Well, thank you for that, John. We'll move on to Rapid Fire. Who would like to go first? I will. Wow. I have, this is a rumor. An unsubstantiated rumor, but I know someone well, who, let's spread it. who was at uh, Harry Potter just, what's today? Today's Tuesday on Saturday and did not fit in the Forbidden Journey seat and raised a ruckus and was pulled aside and told by a manager who said that they would deny this if it was repeated that Harry Potter, the Forbidden Journey will be going, undergoing a renovation very soon. For additional seating to accommodate everyone. Yep. They, uh, you know, oh, you're trying, aren't you? <laughs> you're trying. You're, you're baiting I told me. told you. <laughs> you're baiting me. Um, I, I, I said it. I said it. I've been saying it since the end of May. They're going to have to change this ride. How stupid can you be? To spend three years and $300 million, and this is what you put out there. You deserve whatever black eye you get, you stupid fools. That's it. Done. <laughs> Done. How stupid can you be? They, how did they not see this coming? Are you going to tell me that all through the development process, nobody said, hey, wait a second. We're going to eliminate 20% of the population from riding this ride. Do mm-hmm. we want to rethink this? At no point did this come up? None of the designers are chunky. It's it's or tall, exactly. So I we mean, have Andy, hobbits Andy, designing Andy, this ride. How how tall are you, Andy? I'm six foot six. Okay, you can't you can't ride. No, you can't ride. I'm two hundred and thirty two pounds. I can't ride. You know, it's it's there's okay. So right now there's six people sitting at this table. Four of us can't ride it. Four of us can't ride it. I mean, it's 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 mind bending to me. Mind bending. How you spend that much money. And that much time. And then you don't even open it for a soft opening to work out the kinks. You wait until you're selling packages. Which you're not going to honor the terms of because you're a sleazy, two-bit organization, apparently. 
Um, this is where this is where I'm going to wonder how much gets edited out. <laughs> yeah. Could, who's, who's going next? Make your rapid fire about Meg Croft. <laughs> <laughs> so, I will say this, um, Crofton. That was the day that uh, cleaning woman. Nearly, that Nicholas went. Um, Kevin's cousin nephew. <laughs> oh yes, went to Harry Potter, and he's a 14 year old boy, and he absolutely loved it. He could not. Saying enough good things about it, it was the coolest thing he's ever it's, done. Uh, it's a great a- look. I, 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 I never want to ride it again. It's a great area. It's he a- wasn't interested. The ride, he said, was okay. It he was, said it was okay. Just the area itself. He said it was like because he's a diehard Harry Potter fan, has read all of the books, yep. and just being in that spot. Yep. The one thing he said he was kind of disappointed in was that there weren't people from the books wandering around. There See? wasn't. It wasn't like it was real. It was like a set from a movie that everybody had left. It's weird because the night we went to the little party that, that we went to, well, not little, it was a big party, but there were people in, out amongst us, local hogs, medians, whatever, I don't know what you call them. And Julie's like, this is great. This is great. They're doing this. I'm like, it's just for the party. I'm like, They're really? Not- I'm like, this is not going to happen every day? I think because, they were hogs you know, they were talking, they they were talking amongst themselves, having actual like conversations about muggles yeah. and yeah. wizards. The other thing whatever. he said was he was surprised at was that nobody he talked to had an English accent. And see, everyone there was, they were either faking it or they all had them. He said if he had gone, he thought if he went to England in yeah, Epcot. I guess, I guess it takes something away from it if, you know, the guy yeah. serving you, serving you, saying, you want some butter beer? <laughs> well, no. he said. He talks like, like me. He talked about, he's a diehard Disney fan. He knows the parks as well as I do, and he's 14. And he said to me, if I was in Epcot, they would have had English accents. And that was a surprise to him that nobody spoke like he thought Harry Potter would speak. So well, you continue to They should me. have built this in England. Well, or done what Disney does and it's a big discussion on the boards. Brought now, in folks from England. Well, the mayor of London agrees with you. Um, the mayor of London really trashed Orlando uh, about us not being. You know, I, I don't think that Orlando personally. I don't think that it's Orlando wasn't wasn't good enough to take on Harry Potter. I don't think Universal was good enough to take on Harry Potter. That's my personal opinion, but. Well, I kind of think anybody who did I'm so it. sick of talking about it. <laughs> I'm so sick it's of like talking it was the dead about horse. it. I just think that anybody who did it probably would have failed. Because not I think Disney. The, not Disney. I think the folks who... I'm sure somebody would have had a complaint. The folks who love it seem to love it so much that I think... I don't think anybody could live up to their expectations. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll see. We'll see what Universal ends up doing. I, I'd be very interested to see if they, if they pull that ride offline to uh, update it. And I think, I think they're going to have to. I think they're getting so many complaints. They're getting such a black eye. We called it from day one. We called it that this is what was going to happen. And it sucks being right all the time. So thank you, Kevin. Corey, what do you got? One reminder, everybody, about the last tour to Endor. It's your last chance to ride the original Star Wars, um, Star, Tours. Star Tours attraction before it shuts down for the year-long rehab. It takes place August 14th from 8 p.m. to 11 a.m. during the... Orlando Star Wars Celebration V party they're doing. For more information, StarWarsCelebration.com. Well, yeah, I think uh, the the Star Wars Celebration uh, is separate from Disney, but I think they're doing uh, this in conjunction with Disney for the the last... uh, Right. In California, it's a D23 event. Yeah, D23. Yeah, You have to sign up. They're only allowing 160 people to do it. Yeah. And the special event is $75. 
and will include themed party zones. Costumes are encouraged. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I want to go. From 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. That should be a fun night, huh? I'm now, not going. It <laughs> should be interesting. I, I, I'll bet you dollars to donuts. Dave Parfit's going to be there with his Obi-Wan. Sure he has a countdown. His Obi-Wan countdown Kenobi clock going right now. With his Princess Leia slave girl outfit on? <laughs> oh, I'd pay good money to see Dave Parfit dress like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we do want him to get interviews, right, from this point on? Yeah, really. He wears that slave girl outfit. He's going to get interviews, all right. <laughs> I'll go next. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Julie. Save me. I haven't been here in a while, so I'm sure someone's talked about this, but I'm going to do a reminder. The Taste of Africa Street Party is going to be taking place July 9th, which is this Friday through the 24th. Um, music and dance parties are going to be in the Africa section of the park, along with outdoor food and beverage vendors. Authentic merchandise will be for sale, and they'll have animal education experiences. And we know who's going to be there for that. <laughs> <laughs> And then beer and wine tastings will be available at the Tamu Tamu Courtyard. This will be each night after Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade until the park closes and also during extra magic hours. I learned something interesting about Kathy when she lived in Africa. What's that? Uh, I found that she lived in the same village where Angelina Jolie goes to shops for her loved ones. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't supposed to tell. Oh, sorry. Goes to shop. That was a That's terrible. That's terrible. I'm terrible. I wish I had thunder on here. You getting you getting struck, smite by the hand of God. Well, maybe it's Madonna. That's where Madonna shops for a little. No, that's, that's Malawi. That's Malawi, yeah. Different part. Different no, part you're Africa. Sorry. Really, <laughs> Kathy. What do you have? Starting July seventh, the Fast Pass machines will be moving from Winnie the Pooh to Mickey's PhilharMagic, and it's all part of the Fantasyland construction. Um, if you've been to both attractions, there are Fast Pass machines in front of Mickey's PhilharMagic, but I guess they're changing the software, so that's where you get your Winnie the Pooh Fast Passes, and they're not using the ones for Mickey's PhilharMagic, but they will, on occasion, give out surprise Fast Passes for. Winnie the Pooh and Peter Pan's flight. Confusing. Like sporadically? Yes. Yeah, uh, you, you completely lost me. What the heck's going on? <laughs> they're, they're, they're moving because they're, they're doing construction in front of Winnie the Pooh. Right. So apparently they're taking out the Fast Pass machines. And they said they're moving them over in front of PhilharMagic. But PhilharMagic has them and they don't use them. Well, so they're going because, to. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. So they're, apparently that's, magic. that's going to be where you get your Winnie oh, the Pooh pretty. passes. But then occasionally they're going to give out surprise fast passes to PhilharMagic, Peter Pan, Winnie the Pooh. So we're going so to like you put your ticket in to get a Winnie the Pooh fast pass, you may end up with one to Peter Pan instead. No, I think no, in, in addition, addition to oh, in ad- okay, okay. So I guess the fast pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't like PhilharMagic. I do like PhilharMagic. I'm a little. I was a little disappointed the last time I saw it that the the uh, the projection seems to have already degraded wow. in quality quite a bit. Um, it's either that or you know. See, I feel that way at Honey. I, I have shrunk the audience. Diat- d- diabetic Sorry. retinopathy. I mean, I don't know. That's that's possible too. But, <laughs> yeah. but you don't have just, to worry about Honey anymore because right. now Captain EO's there, which is cool. By Ooh, the way, which Hopefully. we need to take Taylor to see. Yeah, I need to get over there and see see Captain EO. Take out the white glove. 
if, if you're at all a fan of Michael Jackson, when you see it, it really is worth seeing. You know, everybody goes, it's so 80s. I lived through the 80s. I still thought it was a great video, and he did a great job oh, in it. So. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Always Again. loved it. Always loved it. I had never seen it before, so this was the first oh. time. Oh, really? I yeah. Really? That no, was, I, like, before my time. So people were clapping at, at different spots, so it's worth seeing, and it's definitely better than Honey, and Shrunk the Audience. Definitely an amazing entertainer. If you have a mm-hmm. chance to see the movie, this is it. Oh, I saw that. Did you see it? Yeah. I remember leaving the theater singing the last song. I forget the name of it, but, and I'm not going to sing it for you. I know how it goes, but I'm not going to sing it. That's my favorite memory from my trip when I was five years old, was that movie, because I was in love with Michael Jackson. Totally thought I was going to marry him. Yeah, you weren't his type. At the point <laughs> that that came out, there was nobody bigger in the world, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you notice how the... the uh, the discussion on Michael Jackson has shifted so radically from before his death to after. You know, the way people would talk about him before he died, as opposed to, you know, the kind of almost reverential discussion that's had well, about him now. It's like he's gone. Right. You know, it's the, there's, there's a also little bit of reverence. There's also no more um, fodder for the fire. Yeah. You know, he can't do anything else weird. I just so. watched a thing on him the other night, and they showed him on stage at five. And the girl screaming and clawing at him. And I think to myself, what chance do you have to no. grow up with any kind of normalcy if there are people screaming and throwing themselves at you at five? I also think that father should have been in jail a long time ago, yeah, personally. If anybody you know, should have gone to jail. Did you see the interview with uh, Janet? Janet just did an uh, interview recently, and she talks about how when she was growing up, she wanted to go to college, and she wanted to be an accountant. That was like her dream. And that was discouraged. And her father pretty much told her no. That you're not going to do that. Well, you know, on, on that one, I'll, I'll thank him because right. God forbid the world had ever been denied Janet Jackson's right. talent. I right, mean, exactly. I mean, they, really, you know, truly. She, it was funny because her place the, is to be a singer. In the theater, you just kept hearing people go, "What a shame! What a waste!" You know that he had to die when you see how talented he really was. That, that was the only way Captain Eo was getting back in the parks. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't realize, but now we stand more of a real threat of the music video thriller coming to reality. With a zombie Michael Jackson coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. He's fitting right in, isn't he? He Yeah, he just stepped right up to the plate. (laughs) You're killing me, Andy. You're killing me. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Walter. Disney announces the registration for Disney's Princess Half Marathon February 25th through the 27th. So How fast can half a princess run? <laughs> <laughs> if it's the leg half. half. If it's the bottom half, yeah, they can run pretty can fast. go pretty fast. But that's like a pretty princess gruesome. with their head cut off. <laughs> that's the decapathon. <laughs> that's where you have to have five princesses? No, that's... Never mind. Sorry, Walter. Go ahead. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty rapid, John. <laughs> An actual rapid fire. Didn't they change the dates? I thought it was. Oh, used Kathy, to be. we were almost done with this. No, I thought, was, it, I thought it was in March this year. I thought they changed the date. So That's a new email from Dave Parfit. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. I know the, that's the new dates, but I thought this year it was in no, March. No, no, no. It was in January. This past year, you're talking about? No, Don't that want. would be the regular marathon. Oh. The Princess, I thought, was in March. Don't they have like marathons every other week? I know. They have a bunch. Well, they're so successful. Yeah. I mean, they draw so many people in. And 
talking you know, about finding that niche market, right? Yeah, and that's very what Disney's good at. Successful at it. Very successful. So, all right, Walter, thank you. That's going to do it for Rapid Fire. And we're actually. Fun. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought we started with you. No, that's right. We started with Kevin. I see it. Go ahead. I actually have two. Real quick, we took Nicholas to see Cirque du Soleil this past week. Incredible show. Freaky French Clowns. As always, incredible show. You need to go see it. I know. I'm not oh, going to go it. see it. I know I'm you not. have issues with it. It's wonderful. It's I just, look, I have no issues with Cirque du Soleil. I don't like performance art. It's just not my thing. It's not that. It's really. It, yes, it is. Yes, it's, it's performance, not performance art. art. It's indescribable what they do. However, what I wanted to say about that was, again, a 14-year-old it's boy. It's your fault. I know. It's it fault. is your fault. You dragged me to see a Cirque du Soleil show. What was it? Um, Mystere. Uh, Mystere out in Las Vegas. And I was on a really hot blackjack table that I couldn't lose. And he drags me to see this show. And I was like, it was like an acid flashback. This is nothing like Mystere. You've seen Mystere? Mm. This is... Art. I saw, oh, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Lanuga is nothing like oh. either of those shows. Trust me. I did. I, I was like, oh. <laughs> isn't, isn't that the one where Oprah comes out in neon? And- no. <laughs> this is like an aquacade. Once you figure out that there's a false bottom in the pool, <laughs> you've got the whole theme of the show. <laughs> yes, there are people that walk a sta- across the stage. Yes, somebody dives into the water. The bottom goes down. Okay, we get it. <laughs> well, the reason why I wanted to bring this up was, again, we brought Nicholas to this, and he's a 14 14-year-old boy. He absolutely loved it. So people ask, what is there for a 14-year-old boy to do at Disney? He absolutely went crazy. Nicholas didn't believe that the little Asian girls were over 17 either, though. <laughs> <laughs> they look like they're eight. Are they really over 17? So that's Disney what Disney says. Claims they're of legal working age. Maybe, I don't, maybe they're little... They're tiny, no. though. They Asian really look people. like they're eight years there was old. This, we had the same problem during the Summer Olympics uh, with the uh, Chinese gymnastics. team. You think team. there's a little anti-growth hormone going on at the backstage of Anuba? <laughs> no, I just think the Chinese <laughs> like to lie. Whip, I, think, girl. I, I, think, <laughs> I just think the Chinese like to lie about uh, the age of their athletes. Well, but this is a, a U.S. Um, employment law. I mean, I... Yeah, I, you can't And have Disney them. says they're over 17. They are the smallest seventeen-year-olds I have ever they seen. They're tiny, but they're so cute. Who knows? All right, so that was. I just wanted to mention that real quick. Fourteen-year-old boys love Lanuba. Um, <laughs> that sounds well, so weird. Now speaking for all teenage boys, I have an insight. We spent a week with them. I have an insight. Uh, my other rapid fire is free dining has been extended. Uh, for travel dates between... Actually, I'd heard a rumor they were going to do this. Right. This happened actually this morning, the morning that we're recording the show. August 20th through December 21st, 2010. It's the same free dining plan as previously, which is if you stay at a value resort, it's the quick service plan. If you stay at a moderate resort, it's the basic plan. All right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Iger say no discounts after September? He did. Except for this one. Except for ones that we can't get anything... To sell. Well, you know, it really is. Uh, it's stunning that they're doing. Of all the discounts and promotions they have done since the seven for four last year, seven days for the price of four, this is the most stunning one yet. Because for them to extend a free dining discount into the holiday season. Right up till four days before Christmas. Is unheard of. However, it's unheard of. John, you said August 20th. I thought it was the 15th. August 20th to oh. December 21st. It, uh, book by August 14th 
2010 is the cutoff date for the booking window. Mm. But it's travel. It's actually a continuous travel window from the first promotion to this promotion. It just ends December 21st. I'm glad they're doing it. Um, the only thing that makes me sad about it is the reason they have to. Right. Is that the economy is still... That's where the economy is right now. And, you know... I wanted to mention, too, that uh, one thing we have going on is there's a lot of blackout dates for this. So people are trying to get it for... Uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas. Well, yeah, come on, guys. Or or the period before Christmas. So just be- before one, it's like uh, December 10th through December 21st is all a blackout period. So What? It's December 10th through the 21st, but the promotion runs through the 21st? Correct. No, you can't get it on the 10th. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Those are the dates that it's valid. Oh. So it's like, it's like November 27th through December 10th. So then there's a couple of days in between, and then it's I understand. Again, the 10th. I, I thought I, I read it wrong. I thought I had a list of blackout dates. Actually, the, the date said it's valid, but it is blacked out for um, a whole bunch of dates in that wow. time frame. So interesting. Be careful if you want to book it. But a great promotion, a great price, a great opportunity if you're looking to come to Disney. Cool. And with that, we will end rapid a uh, rapid fire. Blah, blah, blah. Rapid tire. Rapid tire. We're actually going to take a little bit of a break, and we'll be right back. All right, and we are back. We're going to uh, spend a few minutes and talk to Andy. Uh, As I mentioned on last week's show, I ran into Andy at the Apple Store. Uh, We had a really nice conversation while I was waiting to get my iPhone swapped out. And, uh, uh, oh, I was wondering, what the heck was that? Julie's Julie's grazing. (laughs) Uh oh, cravings! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> here we go! Here we go again! Um, That's not even a funny joke. <laughs> oh come on! You can do it. <laughs> I have faith in you. Um, the uh, uh, as I said, I was talking to Andy at the Apple Store, and he uh, told me that he has a, a website that he just started called DiscoverEpcot.com. Now you are a big. Epcot fan. I mean, you're like, Epcot's your place. Yes, I'm a very tall Epcot goer. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I love the theme park. It's probably the most adult theme park where you can go and be treated like an adult, where uh, you're not really going to have a lot of screaming children around you like you might at uh, Hollywood Studios or at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, and I find that it's almost like a sanctuary for me. I agree. I agree. I enjoy Epcot. Now, do you, I mean, do you enjoy the other parks as well, or is it, you know? I do, uh, but since I started the website, anytime I get to go down to the park area, I basically go to Epcot and I do more research or I take more photos and uh, basically try to develop more stuff for my website and my online social networking stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, what, uh, what, what's, what, when you go to the park, I mean, what is it you're doing? What is it you're looking for? Uh, well, I just recently discovered Foursquare, the iPhone app where you can check in at different locations. Right. And so uh, that's one thing that I'm trying to remember to do, to check in at different places. I'd like to become a mayor of something, even if it's Canada. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Canadians. Yeah, um, really, it's a huge audience for our show. And uh, we'll, we'll post his email address on the site. You send the complaints to him. <laughs> And uh, check out my Canada episode. You might like it. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to film now with my iPhone 4, test it out, and get new shots and stuff, and basically get photos. Uh, I specialize in nighttime photos. So after the park closes and everybody leaves, 
I stay for another hour to start taking photographs. And really? And they don't kick you out? They don't kick me out. And I've talked to several people. They say they will not kick me out because there's nothing to do in the theme park. They figure all the guests are going to leave on their own. They'll never ask you to leave is what I've been told. They start really? playing that loud whistle sound that just kind of bugs you. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> the Vesudio or whatever they played at the soccer games. The Vavuzula. <laughs> Vavuzula. So uh, I stay around until I can't handle it anymore because the backpack I've been carrying all day weighs probably 40 pounds. And uh, set up my tripod and my camera, and I do long exposures. Uh, I do panoramics. I've got all kinds of photographs. Really? That um, are hidden treasures because nobody ever gets to see the park at night with no one in it. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I never, it never dawned on me in all these years ever just wait till everybody leaves and I just figured they'd throw you out. Yep. No, I go and I, I film my episode for a country and then uh, I hang out in the park while the sun sets and the fireworks go off and then I set up my camera and I, uh, I start taking pictures. And, and you've done some, uh, some uh, kind of unique videos you were showing me. that. Uh, yes, uh, we've got a couple of them. Uh, there's a time-lapse one of me in Germany uh, and my good friend Ski is filming me on his camera and we just let time go by for about 12, 15 minutes and see all the people walk with, that don't even pay attention to where they are. They just kind of walk in front of you on their cell phones and walk all around you. And we've got a, got another film that we're working on that's uh, – uh, we're not ready to debut it just yet, but uh, it'll be very interesting. It's going to be a huge undertaking. Well, the time-lapse one I really enjoyed because it's just like him standing in – in Germany, and they leave the they, they leave the camera running for about fifteen minutes and speed it up, kind of like Disney Park Bench, kind of, but except it's him standing in the, you know, he's he's standing there, he's not moving, and he's standing there for fifteen minutes, and you've got and they he, they speed yeah. it up so like you've got all these people moving around. It was really yeah, cool. I really enjoyed it. I've challenged my friend to let's go do it again. Let's do it for an hour. I'll stand there for an hour and let's film it. That oh, bless can... your heart in this heat. <laughs> well, we might we might wait till the fall to do that one though. Yeah, I'm just gonna say you might wanna you might wanna wait till it's not like <laughs> surface of the sun hot. Although our our friends in the Northeast are getting a little taste of uh, of of the hell on earth that we normally live through. For, what we had last week, yeah, because it's the weather's broken. I mean, we had a weird Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, it, it was. was overcast and cool. I was cold yesterday morning when I was out with Ferris in celebration. I'm enjoying it while it lasts. I haven't been cold in a while. <laughs> so, Andy, how long have you been going to Epcot? How long has this been a, a thing for you? Uh, well, I started going back in 2008, and I realized what a fun, awesome park it was. And I decided that I wanted to do a show. I've always wanted to have a podcast, and I've never been able to find somebody to do it with. And I've had a couple of friends that were all fired up, and then they fell off, and I said, well... I'm here anyways today. They didn't show up. I'll go ahead and film. So I started filming back in September, and I've got about 14 different uh, films up. I've got, I think, eight different episodes in, on my YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash discoverepcot. And it's just... And we'll have a link to that in the show notes page as well. I've, I've been trying to do... Uh, I, I tried when I started to do one show every two weeks, but I found out that when I film, edit, um, and do all the publishing myself because I'm a one-man wrecking ball, uh, it is a lot more work on the back oh, yeah. end. Filming is just the first part, and that's People don't that's realize. Easy. People don't realize how much work that is. Yep. You know, even, even just doing uh, this show, I mean, recording two shows a week, let alone any videos or anything like that to go up, it really does take a lot of work. I have a lot of respect for it. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll address some of that in our email show this week, some of you whiners. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, 
it's uh, you know people don't people don't really. <laughs> Did anybody hear the speech before the show started? <laughs> I, I'm being, I wasn't mad. That wasn't mean. Um, but yeah, people don't appreciate how how involved that is. I've been plugging away, and my followers on Twitter are growing one and two a day. And yes, it's growth, and it's slow, and it'll eventually pick up. Um, my website's been up since September, and I think I just broke 700 views since September. So it is it is growing. I've got more views on YouTube than on the actual website. The problem so. is that people think this is what you do. Oh, you have this website, and you have this. And this uh, is all you YouTube do. You have channel. no other life, right? You know? They don't realize that you still got to go to work, and you got to take care of all the other things you have to do in your life. I've had two jobs up until about a month ago, and uh, it's been very very hectic. I work about 60 hours a week. And, uh, you know, I was driving home today and I passed a funeral procession and I thought to myself, I could be that guy in the hearse. Um, but I don't do well around dead bodies. I, I can't drive hearses, okay? My life is not that bad. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant you could be like the dead <gasps> Me person. Me too? No, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm whoa, like, wow. he a little just, down. <laughs> this just took a morbid turn to the left. I was going to say, Andy's dark. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, it, it is very hectic trying Discover to... Discover Prozac. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, is, uh, it is very, very busy trying to do everything all by myself. So. It is. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And I have help. I mean, I've got, um, you know, I get to... <laughs> a team. I get a team of people to... But, but then again, you know, for us, this... Well, not the show per se, but, you know, the site... The business it's what we do for a living so it kind of fits in um but even still i mean to just do the show we've got to i've got to coordinate the schedules of all these people for five hours um in the middle of a work week when they've got other stuff to do right. um, and people and, understand too there's prep before right there's a lot of pre-production there's a lot of post-production it they just, think because they're home and you're in the place that they love that you you can do it all the time because that's what they would do you know and if they I, had the opportunity and not too many people are going to shed tears for us because you know we do have right. you know really cool jobs you understand but, fifteen whole minutes in Epcot <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but so, right people are saying but it's a little tougher on Andy because you know right. he's got to he's got to do this he's doing this stuff and then he's got to go you know to a job yes do you maintain an annual pass for yourself I do is it for all four theme parks yes or? it is okay. And uh, I don't have any sponsorship, so everything that I buy for my show comes out of my paychecks from my two jobs. So I'm working to feed my addiction, and um, I've took on another task. I'm actually going to be writing a book, uh, like a 20-page book, that I'm going to give away for free. I'm trying to get it into the iBook store so that people can download it for free. It's going to be about Epcot. Um, That's about all I want to say at this point, but I will say that it is um, ambitious. a, a book that has not been written before. And I think that... If uh, it was, it would be called plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title that I thought of at first. But um, <laughs> Things other people have said. <laughs> word for word. Now, um, tell me some of your... What's what some of your favorite stuff to do oh, in Upcoming? I I just recently discovered, um, well, just recently being about a year ago, the... A new addition to Mexico, which is the tequila bar, and hanging out in the oh, tequila bar. We see how he stands still for twenty minutes <laughs> in Germany. He goes that makes it harder. <laughs> um, Andy's weaving. <laughs> 
you can uh, you can purchase uh, different flights of drinks in these different countries: uh, Mexico, Germany, Italy, and France. And in Mexico, you can buy a tequila flight. And I got to tell you, the tequila there is very good if you're of age to drink it. Um, sampler. It's a sampler. You okay. get a, a, a three shot sampler and a chaser. I think there might be one or two of our listeners who are familiar with this. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We I just have wasn't. a. We have a. a they're a drinking crowd. Well, I recently discovered a golden gem. You can ask for a scorpion shot, and they will hand you a shot of tequila with a scorpion in it. Now the scorpion's dead, of course, and it's soaked oh, in the tequila okay. for a very long time. But uh, I have a video up on the YouTube page of me taking one, and I've got photos. And uh, and you and you actually eat the scorpion? I eat the scorpion bear grill style. What does that mean? Uh, bear grills, <laughs> the guy from Discovery, oh. uh, the Discovery Channel. <laughs> What like you're out in the wilderness, yeah. like eating for your life? He, he he goes out in the wilderness and eats raw, uh, real like frogs and frogs whatever. And That's what it's supposed to be about surviving at Epcot. <laughs> I'm, I'm like eating the, the bushes. And I'm doing it the sissy way. My my scorpions co- uh, coated in uh, tequila. So you can't. I mean, it tastes like tequila. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It, it, the consistency of it's like maybe a soggy toothpick you've had in your ew. mouth. Chewing on it. It's really not that bad. It's this really is bad. not on my list of the ten best things. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll still have a piece of beef jerky in there. But if uh, Andy goes to Disney, completely different. Yeah, than really. I oh yeah. man, I've gone there for two years and I haven't done everything yet, except for that standing still part. We've been known to be pretty stationary in the park. <laughs> oh no, you've got. We've been going for years, and there's things we haven't done. I mean. We, we talk about it all the time. I've never eaten a bug in Epcot. Well, since you love Epcot, I want to know if there's anything you don't like. Ooh, things I don't like. Um, like the coral reef. I actually... <laughs> I wouldn't say that I don't like that. I would say... Gosh, that's a hard thing to come up with. Let me think about that, okay. and I'll get back to you. Today? Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that enough time? As, as we progress, I, I will think of something in the park that I really don't like. My one of my big pet peeves. Oh, so, do you just, you just go to Epcot? You don't go to the other parks at all? Or you just uh, I really don't because I'm very busy with this podcast that I'm trying to produce. And I, I did go to Star Wars weekend, but uh, I ended up going over to Epcot for were lunch. You, were you in an outfit? No, I was not. Oh, come on! I am not a Chewbacca body double. <laughs> you tall enough though? I am. <laughs> I would have to say, the thing that I don't like about in the parks are the tourists that are unaware of their surroundings, that just come to a complete stop right in front of you. I can't tell you how much. Everyone is annoyed by that. At least they stop. You see, they're looking the other way, and they just run into you. But it is fun if you're pushing a stroller. Mm-hmm. Or a wheelchair. <laughs> or a wheelchair, yeah, I was just going to say. See, my mother, uh, my mother gets the uh, ECVs when we go into the, uh, into the parks, and she's still... Uh, you know, she's, she's very unsure of herself driving these, so she really tends to be cautious. But the more she does it, the more you see her, like, aiming for people like, that do that. You know, it's like she wants to take them at She's, You know in her mind, she's like, oh, I'd love to. You're moving, and it's the one who waits mm-hmm. until you're almost there and then darts in front of you. It, yeah. it's, it's very annoying. I, I was extremely pregnant during Flower and Garden, like almost do, and I had to go cover it, you know, as part of our job. So I got one of those little carts. <laughs> And it was a lot of fun riding on it. I really had a great time because I never would have made it around walking. But I totally understood, you know, I, I don't step in front of those anymore. <laughs> if you were to try and take the Segway tour on one of those scooters, would you still have to pay since you're not riding a Segway? 
If you are not capable of riding the Segway, and they you still let wanted you to take it. the Segway tour, huh? Hmm. That might be a free little hidden gem at Epcot. I don't think they let you take yeah, the Segway say, tour because I don't think they let you take the tour unless you can get on the Segway. Right? There's a, there's actually a thing that says you have to be able Cable. to stand up on this, and, and you also have to issues. be able to pass the little test that they right. give you before they let you go out on the the tour. Very true. Hmm. Have you been to see Captain EO yet? I have not. I have not. Fourth um, of July, I wanted to get out there, but I unfortunately had to work at my job, and then I was able to make it out for the fireworks at the very end of the evening. Um, so one of these days when I get to make the trek down there, I will go see Captain EO. And you were telling me when we talked uh, yesterday that uh, you went to Epcot for the Fourth of July and you shot the fireworks on your iPhone 4. I did, and they came out spectacular. Really? Yes. I, I just, I'm... I'm you know, having videotaped those fireworks quite a bit, um, I know that, uh, you know, even when the fireworks are going off, uh, there's a lot of, a video, uh, in video, you can get a lot of noise uh, in the image if uh, if the light isn't right. And so I'm surprised that it did, it did well. Well, it's on my YouTube channel. You can go check it out and see for yourself. It's just the finale. So uh, if you've seen Illuminations, Reflections of Earth before, we can cut out the first 11 minutes of the show <laughs> and get right down to the So they ch- did they change the finale for fourth? The fourth? Uh, right after the traditional finale, uh, a big voice came on, and they had blue and red lights waving through the, through the air, and they immediately started the 4th of July finale. And how long did that go on for? It must have gone on for about five minutes. Really? Yeah. They they shot off so many fireworks. I've I've never been moved by a fireworks show before. They're they're nice. They're pretty. They're they're fun to go to. They they set off car alarms. But <laughs> this show actually uh, it moved me. That's my favorite. Is when they do that on Fourth of July at Epcot. Those are awesome. They blow everybody else out of the water. When they played "Glory, Glory, Alleluia" and the fireworks were coming off uh, from behind the Great American Adventure. Oh man! I I just I can't I can't describe it. Yeah, that's it's cool. One of those you had to be there moments, and then the uh, the finale knocked me on my butt. Now how just, how uh, how crowded though was it? I didn't notice how crazy it was during the day because everybody was dispersed and the park does a very good job at crowd managing but when the fireworks ended and everyone tried to leave in the mass exodus that's when i realized the park was just not at capacity well you know the one nice thing about epcot is it really does absorb its crowds well because of the size of the park can i jump in here for just a second we told you last week that we were going to downtown disney to see the fireworks they've been announcing on television and it's been in the newspaper that there would be fireworks at all four parks and we made an effort to go to downtown disney and do the ghirardelli review and as we walked into downtown disney there was a sign that said there will be no fireworks at downtown disney this evening and we thought, okay, because of the weather, well, a little bit further into the park, there's another sign that says there will be fireworks at the four theme parks. So we asked a gentleman in a shirt and tie why there were the fireworks had been canceled at Downtown Disney, and he said it was because the nightclubs at, Ep- or at Pleasure Island had closed. And we all just sort of sat there with this dumb look on our face like, what? Yeah. This is when Kevin wants to turn into Judge Judy. And like <laughs> no, interrogate uh-huh. the guy, and then it's like I'm just like, come on, let's go, just let it go. But you cancel the fireworks because the clubs at Pleasure Island are closed. I don't get it. But 
there's all these it makes no sense. security set up along the highway to deal with the crowds going into Pleasure Island. They had Definitely. police at every exit. You could only enter and exit the parking area at Downtown Disney in certain directions. Hold on, Max and, is tangled. And they gave all of the parking lot signs were full for Downtown Disney. But there were no fireworks. And you could see the people heading over to Downtown Disney in mass to go see these fireworks that were non-existent. It was very bizarre. That's that's bizarre. It was very bizarre. Sorry. What I've noticed when you're talking about Epcot, you know the correct name for everything. Like, I call it America. (laughs) 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 It's like the great American adventure. You know, everything that you've talked about, you know the the, the proper name for every attraction. I just find that fascinating. (laughs) It's too bad Teresa's not here. (laughs) (laughs) To get a a little lesson. (laughs) That little ball up in front of the aquarium. Um, favorite attraction? Ooh, uh, I got to tell you, I just recently discovered Canada back in February. You know, it's it's not set up there. It's where it is a very inviting country, mm-hmm. inviting pavilion to go into. They have a big brick wall. You have to go upstairs. Um, you You're really just... trying to annoy them Canadians, aren't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because what I discovered when I started filming there and I started doing my research was that. It's absolutely beautiful. It is. Yeah. It's gorgeous. When you go, when you go to the back, the uh, dugout gold mine and the mine shaft uh, and the gardens. The Victoria just, Gardens are stunning, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I like the falls. It's one of those things that it's kind of like an undiscovered Epcot. Yes. If you take your time and look at the details of Epcot, it's a pretty spectacular place. The film is really good, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back in February when we had that Arctic chill come down from Canada, I went into the park uh, that day with my girlfriend. And she forgot to bring a jacket, so I gave her mine. And oh, chivalry uh, is not dead. And uh, no, it is not. And holding my aluminum computer and the thirty-two <laughs> degree weather, it was uh, it was very challenging show to film. It was freezing. Wow. Favorite place to eat? I would have to say Chef de France. I haven't I haven't eaten at Le Cellier yet. But uh, I have eaten at Chef de France a couple of times. Isn't that fabulous? Um, it is. I, I want to eat. I want to eat upstairs at the bistro, um, but I just can't afford it right now. <laughs> is it really expensive? Yes, uh, it's about forty-five dollars a plate, unless the prices have gone up. Yeah. I've had it. I've had worse. Really? So, well, Andy, I'm really glad you uh, you came to sit in and, well, and join us for, for the show. Um, it's uh, like I said when I met Andy, I was really kind of uh, taken with his passion. For, for Epcot, you know, you just, you know, don't see that every day. And um, thought it would be enjoyable to have him on the show and, and, you know, have him join us whenever he's whenever he's around, whenever he's got something to talk about. It's fun when I can mix my Apple job with my uh, Epcot. Well, especially hobby. right now, you should feel very much at home since there's like iPads and iPhones and MacBooks. Oh, I intercepted some Norwegians that were coming into the country to work at Disney for their year, and they hadn't even been to the park yet. And I was like, well, let me show you something. And I pulled up my <laughs> website, and I showed them the video, and I was able to show them the photos. I have photos of Norway at night, and I have photos inside. The, not Are you, inside. like, hanging out at the airport? No, no, no. at the Apple store. <laughs> the Apple store. Oh. At the Apple store. Well, we, we may as well be the airport. Because this got creepy all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> No. We we may as well be the airport. We have 37 nationalities in there at any given moment. But uh, I was able to show them photos, and they said, "Wow, this is where I'm going to be working." Yeah, that's that's it. Wow. It's, I mean, it's just it's it's uh, it's a moving thing for me. I, I really enjoy what I do, and I love being able to share everything that I've discovered with other people. Cool. 
Cool. Well, great. Uh, his website, discoverepcot.com. We'll have links to that in the show notes page. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Andy, we're going to move on to our next segment and uh, start out with our Christmas in July series. We haven't done Christmas in July in... Uh, well, we didn't do it last year. Then we did it the year before. So I thought we should reboot that for this year. And uh, this time of the year... The reason I like to do it is this time of year... Uh, when it starts to get like hateful warm and I don't leave the house because I'll melt if I step outside uh, I you know I start thinking about Christmas for some reason I think about Christmas I think about you know I can't wait for the holidays to get here coolest 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 time no pun intended to be in Orlando during the holidays and uh, so this is also about the time of year a lot of people will begin the process of planning a trip uh, to uh, to Orlando for the holidays, especially now that just going to say, especially with the extension of free dining, that makes a big difference. Right. And I mean, you can travel at a time where you'll be able to see and do all of this Christmas stuff without actually having to be there at the busiest time of the year, which is that Christmas New Year's week. So, so I, I thought what we would do is we'd start out this week talking about two of the more popular events going on in the theme parks during the holidays: Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And the Osborne family spectacle of lights, uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, of course, at the Magic Kingdom, the Osborne lights at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Who likes it? <laughs> I think everybody does. Kathy, Kathy's reaching for the mic. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it is. It's a great... And if you want to see the parks without using one of your day tickets, it's another way to... Mm, tour the parks with without all the crowds you pay extra for that ticket but you can tour the park a little better right what you could do is is save your ticket for that day and just go to the hard ticketed event right and enjoy the the magic kingdom less crowded on most nights of the party right i would say it, the more popular nights it gets very very crowded but i think for the most part it's not one of those yeah, events that I, it's every not an night, overwhelming crowd right and they will let you in after 4 o'clock. A lot of people ask about that. You can get in after 4, even though the party doesn't start until 7. I think we should also mention the fact that we're talking about this based on our previous experience. Right. We don't know what's going to happen this year. Now, they, don't have the, they haven't released the dates yet for this year, have they? Yes, they have for the Christmas party, but they haven't for the Osborne Lights. Mm. We have them up. Yeah. Do we? Yeah, select mm-hmm. dates November 8th through uh, the 30th? December, and then December 19th. We have prices on there, too. The event starts at 7, ends at 12 a.m. Advanced purchase price for an adult is fifty three ninety five plus tax. A child is forty seven ninety five plus tax. Purchase date of the event, adult fifty nine ninety five. child fifty three ninety five. So glad our kids will be free for now. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> as Kathy mentioned, even though it starts at 7, in the past you've been able to get in as early as 4 right. on your party ticket. So that gives you a couple extra hours in the park. To play and go and do some stuff and get settled, and then as the uh, day guests leave and you, the party begins at night, you kind of you've already done that stuff. I think this year it should it's, it'll be a better plan for us to go at four and go ahead and have like an early dinner, mm-hmm. so that way once the party starts at seven, you know we're not like seven thirty eight o'clock going oh my gosh I'm hungry when we want to go and see some right. of the main and things that are going some on of the main stuff. exactly. Good, good also, there's not a, not everything's open. Right, yeah. right. right. I wanted party. to talk about that. Not every attraction is open. I was talking more along the line of the food line. Right. 
uh, the majority of the restaurants are not open. Right. Um, so making an ADR for the party, you have to make it before it starts. Well, now, what about the attractions? Are, are, are most of the lot, attractions yeah. open? or But not all of them? According to last year's, I mean, there's a good many are okay. open. I wouldn't say, you know, a ton, but it's a good many. Yeah. You, it's just that your food options are limited. So if no, you're I looking at a have, ton of attractions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, in terms of food... Um, is that from last year's? Obviously, yes. it has to be. Well, I mean, Cosmic Ray and the Lunching Pad are open in Tomorrowland. Casey's and then, is open. Um, Mrs. Potts and Friar's Nook, which is like ice cream. Yeah. So that's not food. That's in Fantasyland. And then you have Sleepy Hollow and Liberty Square, which, you know, is a little quick place. And then um, Casey's Corner on Main Street. And, of course, the Sweet uh, Streets, Aloha Isle, which is where you get your Dole Whip. Dole Whip, Dole Whips. Yeah. And then Pecos Bill and Westward Ho and the turkey leg cart. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's... You basically are eating Christmas cookies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I mean, the big attractions, all the roller coasters are open. Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain. When we go, I think the big, uh, the big thing is the parade. Right, usually going for the party for the parade, the special fireworks. Us too. Snowing on and Main Street. Now, the parade that's done during Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is a version of the Christmas parade. It's not the whole, but it's not the whole Christmas parade they normally do for broadcast. Is that correct, Kathy? Correct. Um, there's bits and pieces of it. Right, but it's are, not. It's, it's not right, but it's not what you're seeing because uh, I've oh, I've seen the question asked. When I go to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, is what I'm seeing the Christmas parade no. I'm going to see on television not at all? No. It's not. No. It's not. There are bits and pieces of it, but the Christmas maybe parade a float on television. Here, maybe a float there. But and the not. one that's done for television is done over the course of a couple days sometimes. Correct. Mm-hmm. And it's also, they, are, they don't hesitate to reuse last year's footage. Especially if Correct. they have a bad weekend with right. weather. Mm-hmm. I mean... They like it to look perfect. Oh yeah, no, cannot. You're never going to see the Christmas parade with rain and <laughs> soggy characters. No. <laughs> now, now during the party, there are two parades that night. There's one at eight fifteen, and there's one at ten thirty. Again, this is from two thousand nine. But I would suggest going to the second parade because it's exactly. less crowded. Uh, the fireworks. If you can, we wouldn't be able to go to a second parade. Right. If you're able to do it, see the fireworks, and then go to the second parade. Right. And hit the attractions that you really want to hit during the first, first parade. parade. Yeah, That's when the lines will be shortest. Yes, and then the 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 parade. Once the Christmas parties are over with, that parade is what they show at three o'clock. Right, the Christmas parade that they so, show during the Merry Christmas party during Christmas week week, excuse me, is the three o'clock parade. Yeah. Okay. So if you're there closer to Christmas, you're going to see the parade that everybody saw at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. So if you just are interested in the parade and you don't want to go to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas, that's a th- that is the three o'clock parade during yes. Christmas week. During and typically, they run operating it like hours. twice a week when it gets near Christmas. Now, what kind of crowds do, should people expect for Mickey's Very Merry? Depends on what night you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more popular nights, obviously, closer to Christmas or are, Thanksgiving weekend is going to be really crowded. Weekends, I'm assuming. Weekends. Uh, I, right. I would say the beginning of the week. Because events like that, uh, day of the week is going to be an impact for locals. Um, you do get locals that will go uh, to Mickey's Very Merry mm-hmm. Christmas Party. So that's more likely to happen Friday, Saturday uh, than it would be otherwise. But uh, Early in the week, early in the season is going to be your mm-hmm. lowest crowds. Yeah. And if by chance there's any chance of it being um, less than perfect weather, 
it will also keep the crowd down because Disney's really good about if you get there and it's drizzling, as long as you um, do it beforehand, you can change your ticket for another night. Right. Now, they stopped doing the show that you really enjoyed, the uh, Twas the, the Night Before Twas Christmas. Twas the Night Before Christmas. That's because of the renovations over it. Um, that stage area, the um, Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland stage. stage. That was a really, so I was I really impressed with the, the quality of the talent. I'm almost positive we have the video. I up. think you, we do. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the day we saw it, usually, you know, Disney dancers are Disney dancers. They're good. These folks were really good. They were, they were above and beyond. And we did see it early on. So everything, it was like they were very excited and everything was very crisp. Well, I think because they do so many of the same shows every day, in and out, every week. That this show was a change for them. That it, you know, just for a little Starting bit, a you're new, doing fresh it. Show. It, it's exactly. Exciting, yeah. So they were excited about it. And that's just my. I, I agree with one hundred percent. You know, being I was a dancer a long time ago, but but what they replaced it with was chinky. Yeah, oh, that I, little I, Tomorrowland thing with Stitch came you mean out. Chintzy. I thought I liked jumpy. It. I know chinky may be taken the wrong way. <laughs> Maybe so. I know a lot of people that that were surprised that the Stitch show was better than they thought it was going to be. I mean, the short-lived one that they had in the summertime was terrible, but their Christmas show was actually, it, it fit in with Tomorrowland. Is there is there anybody that wouldn't like, is, is, there, a, is there a demographic Scrooge. that, that, <laughs> that like Mickey's it. Very Merry Christmas Party probably isn't going to be a big hit for? I guess if you don't celebrate Christmas, I don't know. Well... Or if you're looking, that's obvious, but if you're looking to go in and you know have dinner, you're not going to enjoy it. The restaurants no. aren't open. Um, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine anybody not liking it. I can imagine if you went on one of the really crowded nights, thinking that everything was going to be a walk-on, right. you might be a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's definitely not. If you don't have kids, I mean, it's great for uh, single folks. It's great for uh, childless folks. Great if you've got a big family. I don't think it matters what age you are. Well, especially because even if you're not, I guess, if you're not into the Christmas parade or the shows or anything like that, most of the big attractions are open. So, you know, you're, you're dealing with the, with, with, with the park with fewer, I'm assuming, fewer uh, people than you would be dealing with during the day. Right. These are, every hard ticketed event has a, a finite number of tickets they will sell. Disney will sell. They don't release that number, but it's less than full park capacity. There's also something cool to be said about riding some of the attractions at night. Yeah, that's true. Especially like Splash Mountain. And Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah. They're kind of cool at night. They are. And even the decorations and how they have like Main Street lit up. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like a totally different park. Seeing the characters in costume Mm -hmm. and Christmas costumes. The castle with the lights on it. Well, let's switch gears and talk a little bit about Osborne over uh, the Osborne family lights over at Disney Hollywood Studios. This is going now on what? It's got to be... 100, 200 years. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, Our forefathers saw them. The, uh, the, the brief backstory, Jennings Osborne. I forgot where, what, what state he was from. Arkansas. Arkansas. Uh, you know, his daughter wanted him to put up Christmas lights, and I guess he, you know, little OCD going on or whatever. Um, he ends up putting up, you know, a million lights after a certain number of years. It just got bigger and bigger year after year. To the point where, you know, people were traveling for miles around to come see the displays he set up, the Christmas lights and displays he set up at his house, and it was causing problems for his neighbors, and there was a legal battle, and eventually he lost and was told he had to take the lights down, and Disney being, uh, you know, 
great opportunist when it comes to things like this. They say, you know, all right, look, why don't you come on down and decorate? At, at, at that point, was Residential Street. Uh, if you ever watched the Golden Girls, the outside shot I love that. of the of the Golden Girls house was filmed on Residential Street at what was then Disney MGM Studios, and that's where they had it done. They had all of Residential Street done up. I hated the Osborne lights when they were on that oh, street. Oh, I did too. That was like really? my worst it was nightmare. like this death march. It you was. all just sat there and just trudged because yep. oh, you all no. had to stay in the middle yeah. of the street, and it was like there was no movement where you could go from this side to this side. You all got it was it was like the line to get into Harry Potter. I was afraid it was ten across, and you just trudged behind the person in front of See, you. It wasn't like that at all. When I, I loved it. it, I, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, was always afraid if a fire broke out, there was going to be deaths because there was or no way. We were there yeah. when it wasn't crowded. Oh, these are the, the if happy were, people. No, the if you were there Christmas when you people. were, if you were there when it was crowded, you wouldn't have had yeah. a good time. Trust well, me. Well, no, I had been. I've, I, I'd seen. And it. you were in that crowd where you trudged behind the person yeah. in front of you. I, and you I, I, it was I great? enjoyed it. Yeah, I must have I enjoyed it because I came back. But it was just as I was going through it, I'm there like this is terrible. See, I feel like I mean I like it now too, but I feel like now because there's no like rhyme or reason to where you're going or what you're going to see. Well, I you're like constantly you know like fighting I, the. Well, see now what they've done is since they've they've they've. You know, done away with Residential Street. Now it's the New York, San Francisco area of the back lot that is done up with these lights. Except now they're dancing lights, mm-hmm. and they usually throw on some uh, Mannheim st- uh, steamroller and and let the lights and some Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh, it's Trans Siberian Orchestra is who it is. That's right. Um, well, you know, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. Right, exactly. But uh, it's uh, I, I think that's spectacular. I mean, to stand in the middle of that and watch those lights go is just And amazing. have this be a quote-unquote free thing. Mm-hmm. You've already paid for your parking Exactly. There's no additional ticket. cost for this. Right. And every year they do something a little different. One year they gave out 3D glasses, only they weren't 3D glasses. No, they they were, just, they're just glasses that make, because when they make the lights look like little angels. Or yeah. it, it's what you so look like when of, you need to ca- have a cataract removed. Or when you're, <laughs> when, you know, in the last moments of death... Um, as you're walking oh into the light, God. you see all the angels around the light. Okay, I called it a death march. <laughs> <laughs> we need to say Disney hasn't announced the dates yet for the For Osborne, right. no, no. So what happens if one of those little tiny lights burns out? Do they all stop? No. <laughs> Have they thought ahead? And you know what else? The other thing that, that ran through our mind, too, is you know each string of lights, when it connects to the next one, how do they do it so that some wise guy doesn't go and un- unplug them? tied them together so that you can't walk by and unplug the lights. So if you touch them, you get electrocuted. Yeah, really. One of the other cool things about um, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, as well as any other night in the Magic Kingdom, is they've started doing the castle lights. Uh, putting up the castle lights for the last couple of years, and I'm hoping that they're going to do that this year. I haven't heard that they are. They should they do are. it forever. They really from now should do it forever. Yeah. This is one of those things where they're allowed to touch the castle. Yeah. yeah they You're do talking do. about the white Right, yeah. the lights on the lights. castle. And if you're there when they turn the lights on, it's worth planning your day around being there for the mm-hmm. light, the lighting ceremony. ceremony. The lighting ceremony, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's it's over just the, the coolest thing Magic that you, you really can't see them during the day, right. to me. You know, you have to really look hard. Or get up really close to it. I mean, it's, it's so neat to me. And we're going to have links to our videos of actually the castle lighting. Uh, and the uh, Osborne family lights up with the show. How as many well. of you change your screensaver to the castle lit up during the holidays? Yep, I do. Okay. <laughs> There's also snow. They okay, snow now we're back at Hollywood Studios. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so I want to make sure people know that too. When they sell hot chocolate and special Christmas, yeah, they sell they sell really, really, really crappy Nestle hot chocolate. Okay, well, well, at, the, par- at, at the, the party, the- it's free. Yeah. 
I'm talking about. But it's Osborne. still oh, oh. it's um, at the at the Osborne Lights. Doesn't I matter. Enjoyed even, it. Even being handed out free, it's still hot chocolate swill. No, no, it's not. It's hot swill. I it's thought not. it was pretty it good. Was, I, um, I was pregnant, though, but I thought it was really good. <laughs> if you I like more cookies. Cups. If you want the best hot chocolate anywhere, Ghirardelli's. Ghirardelli's. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, Ghirardelli's is the best. And back to the snow, another tip. When the snow stops, you know, the next thing that's going to happen is the lights dance. So if you listen, it's very obvious. You can hear when it's snowing, and then when it stops, you know they're going to You dance. can hear when it's snowing? Yes, yeah. it sounds like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, stop. It's those foam machines. Yeah. And yeah, don't eat okay. the snow. You see that? <laughs> I spiked the machine. Yeah. It's like our, our listeners really thank you right now for <laughs> doing that in their ear. <laughs> and if you've got a camera, just watch when you're aiming up at the the snow because it is made with soap you know i was just going to say you always see the kid trying to catch that on his tongue mm-hmm. and you want to say to them you know that's palm olive right yeah really that won't hurt him but these are definitely two do not miss uh attractions uh at during the holidays at walt disney world uh mickey's very merry christmas party osborne family spectacle of lights uh, links to everything on the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. Are we going to talk about Christmas in July in coming weeks? Yes. Okay. Uh, actually, yeah, well, thank you. I wanted to mention that. We're going to be doing one segment each week for the month of July, uh, dealing with the holidays. So uh, this will be an ongoing thing for the month. That's why we call it Christmas in July. So we started out with with this. I'll, I haven't decided yet what we're going to talk about next week, but we'll... Uh, and in, in particular, if any of you have specific questions... About the holidays, uh, about traveling to Disney World for the holidays, specific to the holidays, send them in. We may read them uh, on on the discussion show as part of uh, our Christmas in July series. So thanks, everybody, for that. And our final segment this week, Kevin Close is uh, has a, a mini-review of Ghirardelli's at Downtown Disney at the request of one of our listeners and he also has his 10 favorite things to eat at Epcot. So I'll turn it over to you, Kevin. Uh, Main Street Fireman asked that I review Ghirardelli. He's a fan of the different chocolates with the different levels of cocoa in them. You can get a percentage of cocoa. And he wanted to know if that was possible at the ice cream shop. I was also challenged to go on July 4th, and I did bring a receipt to all of you to show you that I have visited on July 4th. I have... Uh I have reviewed the receipt and will verify its authenticity. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the company of Ernst & Ernst or whatever it is, Ernst & Young. <laughs> the ones who do the Oscars. The uh, four of us went. We had uh, three items. We had a chocolate shake at six fifty. We had a peanut butter hot fudge sundae at eight ninety five, And we had a hot fudge sundae at eight fifty. But we upgraded to the chocolate-dipped waffle bowl. Did you answer the question about... Can you get the different cocos? Not yet. Okay, sorry. Uh, to answer that question, you cannot get the different levels of cocoa. You have a choice of milk chocolate hot fudge or dark chocolate hot fudge. This sounds like something Teresa should have done. You know? <laughs> yeah, this is right up her alley. Uh, the total for the three of us with three items was twenty six fifty seven. The three or the four of us shared the three items, and I have to tell you, I went around the table and I asked everybody what did they think uh, because it's kind of hard to review ice cream. 
If it's ice cream, it's ice cream. You're eating it. It's good. Uh, the ice cream is of high quality. It's nice and creamy. There's nothing gritty or grainy about it, as is the hot fudge. We had the milk chocolate. Not we didn't the t- ice milk served on uh, Disney Cruise Line? No, it's actually a, it's a premium ice cream at this price. It should be a premium ice cream. The hot fudge was smooth and creamy and had a great chocolate flavor to it. What did you think of your milkshake? I thought my milkshake was great. Now, we stop uh, occasionally. Okay, a lot. On the way home, there's an ice cream place that we frequent. Um, that's on the Osceola Parkway. And this place is independently owned. And the guy makes his own ice cream. And it's incredible quality. It's really up there. Some of the best stuff you can get. And the price of what we got at Ghirardelli was on par with what he sells. So while it seems like it's a lot of money, I think for the level of ice cream you get and the fact that someone else does a similar product, I think that it was right on par. Uh we thought this was terrific. Uh, there were several lines. It was kind of crowded the day we were there. There were several lines going into the ice cream shop. There's seating inside. There's also a great deal of seating outside. And seating across the walkway, there's tables uh, right at the waterfront. You could pick your stuff up inside and take it out with you. Or you were given a number and you could take a seat. And one of the servers inside Ghirardelli would bring you your stuff. We had a terrific time with this. There's not a lot of other places to go. The Everything was quite tasty. It's a little bit more than I would normally pay for ice cream. Uh, nine fifty for an ice cream sundae is very high. Especially when you compare to like a Dairy Queen or something like that. Right. Yeah. Or even like a Cold Stone Creamery, right. nine fifty is kind of high. However, you're having premium ice cream made with premium ingredients at Downtown Disney on 4th of July. You really can't expect much else from that i was surprised too that it didn't seem as crowded as i thought it was going to be like we walked up we got a table that sat all of us tables were turning over quickly that's one thing about it being just ice creams the tables will be turned over right the folks who are uh delivering the food are also uh, busting the tables they do a fantastic job i mean the stuff is off the table immediately and the tables are wiped down for the next guest so it's not really a an issue to get a table, I didn't think. Did you have to wait for your ice cream? Yes. Or did you, and how long did it we take? We sat down and Kevin went and ordered it. And then by the time he came back to the table, it was, I think it was like 15 minutes by the time he came back to the table and sat down and the ice cream was delivered. Wow. So, but it was very crowded. It was busy. But still, that's not bad. I didn't no. think it was bad at all. And 4th of July wasn't as hot as we were expecting it mm-hmm. to be. The last no, couple nice. of days have been overcast and sporadic rain, so it was not as stifling as it normally is i would recommend this for everybody i can't wait till it's winter and we can torment the people up north (laughs) exactly (laughs) moving from that that's my review of ghirardelli go i was asked (laughs) just go just go i was asked to do i don't usually do things like this i'm not really a quantifier i've always (laughs) resisted adding stars to my reviews or making a top 10 list or things like that I kind of think they're kind of useless. I don't really put much stock in them. So when I was asked to do this, I did it with hesitation, but I have done it. And these are, someone asked me what I thought were the 10 best things to eat at Walt Disney World. And these are in no particular order, just as they came to me. The first is the French onion soup at Chefs de France. We think this is just spectacular. This is your number one? Uh, Again, they're not in any particular order. I didn't... They're actually in the order that he came up with them. So I would think that if that's the first thing that came to your head, that's that's number one. Yeah. 
No, I probably wouldn't say that. It was I was typing this as on this notepad as we came here, and it was just as they came to me. Maybe I don't really like French onion soup, but I like that. So, the second thing is the maize crusted halibut uh, entree at Chico. It comes with a tomato butter sauce and what they call vegetables of the moment. And what that means is whatever's in the kitchen that day. This used to be made with monkfish, and it was good then, and it's just as good now. This is a pricey entree. However, it's one of those dishes that when I'm done, I think I could lick the plate if I wouldn't be embarrassed to do that. I love halibut. This is really good. Or when we're at home and we're trying to decide what to have for dinner. What would you like for dinner tonight? I like that maize crusted halibut <laughs> from Gico, please. And then John goes into the kitchen and cooks that for you, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, John says to me, do you want to go to Gico? He's no. grinding up the corn. <laughs> really? Really? He's got his little mortar and pestle making the maize crust. Uh, the cob salad at Brown Derby. Mm. I just, this is. Agreed. Um, something that I think everybody should try. On my list would be a hot fudge sundae at Ghirardelli, so that should tell you something about how I felt about it. Narcissi's restaurant serves au gratin potatoes with some of their entrees, and you can change out your starch to the au gratin potatoes. I highly recommend it. I often think when I go in there, I'm just going to get plates of au gratin potatoes. They're so good. <laughs> I, have a, I have three buckets of au gratin potatoes, really? please. I'd like the steak. Can I have my steak done au gratin? <laughs> really? Uh, the Taste of Ap- Africa Appetizer at Gico. It's three dipping sauces and a couple of different kinds of bread. And I think the tastes are so Zebra, different. Zebra, water buffalo, <laughs> giraffe. Um, I think the tastes are so different that even when I get home after having had dinner at Gico, this stays with me. Because I think the tastes are so different from what I normally eat. So unique, yeah. it, they're so unique, yeah, that I think about going back just to get that and john and i have stopped in the bar when we weren't going to dinner you can order appetizers in the bar at Gico, and we've gone in and had this as an appetizer also on my list is any of the sushi at the sushi at the kona sushi bar we think that's pretty terrific it's pretty expensive for sushi but again you're eating just outside the monorail station at the polynesian so you're paying for real estate it's also not your typical sushi it's um Hawaiianified. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the right word. Hawaiianified. Right. There's some different flavors and some different. Hawaiianified. <laughs> That's the network technology over in Hawaii. Exactly. Hawaiianified. Uh, also on my list are the brownies at Earl of Sandwich. I think they're probably the best brownies I've ever had. Really? Mm-hmm. And they're made with one. they're made with Ghirardelli chocolate. And just recently, I think they're two ninety five a brownie, but it's a big round brownie. I was just in the other day, and for the first time, I saw you can get brownie bites, which are little one or two bite brown. Okay, they're one bite brownies if you're me, and they come in a little plastic cup. I think you get seven or eight of them for three ninety nine. We think the brownies at Earl of Sandwich are the best, bar none. Um, the cornbread with maple butter at House of Blues. Yes, oh yes, oh yes. I'm not a big fan of House of Blues, uh, the restaurant. However, their herb cornbread with maple butter it is, is out of this world. Just kind of can't be beat. This world. It's worth going just for that. Okay, oh, man, I, hate I when want you like do a this. random meal of all this stuff. Exactly. That's what it sounds like, doesn't it? I, I, Put that I, all hate, together. I hate when he does these segments when I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, hungry too. I'm about to eat the microphone. The oh. final thing on my 10 list or 10 item list is the Portobello fries at Fulton's Fish Market. Those are good. These are, it's worth going just to have those. 
Go sit in the bar and order some. What are they called? Portobello fries. There are mm. slices of portobello mushrooms that are French fried. And they come with dipping sauces. Because we love our vegetables uh, <laughs> smothered in fat. Exactly. I'm sorry. Raw portobello mushrooms just don't do a lot for me. No matter how you do it. Um, you deep fry this corn for me, please? I could add other things to the list. I was asked to come up with 10. And these are the 10 things that I think... I think that's sh- a really good list, Kevin. I also He read me the list and I thought, these are things that we would probably go to these restaurants for. Right. And say, I'd go there just for... The portobello fries. Every time I go to Gico, on the car ride from our house to there, I say to myself, try something different. Don't get the same thing you always get. Be adventurous. Try something new. And then I sit down and the server says, can I take your order? And I say, I'll have the maize crusted halibut. <laughs> it just never fails. I hear about the things at Disney that people love that you, uh, you got to have a Mickey bar. I'm sorry. It's vanilla ice cream on a stick. You can buy that in public. See, now the one thing I would add to your list... Um, Probably one of the best dishes, arguably the best dish I've ever had on Disney property, the lobster bisque at Yachtsman Steakhouse, is an experience. It's a heart attack in a bowl, but it is honest to God. Now, I'm somebody who does not eat seafood. I despise seafood. But this lobster bisque was, I I, I mean, Walter took me there a couple months ago, uh, and I just, I, I really, it was, I, it got to a point where I'm saying to myself, okay, do I pick this bowl up and like drink <laughs> out of it? It was Been so there. good and so rich. If, if I put want, your pinky out, it's okay. <laughs> if I wanted to take this further, I would mention the mac, uh, the lobster mac and cheese at Shula's. Mm-hmm. I would ask. You uh, mentioned the, the pull apart. I was rolls. just going to say the pull apart rolls with the little nubs of garlic at Yatsman Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. These things, they they just didn't make the cut. So there's a lot of good things. I hear all the time about the things like you should try the school bread from Norway. I did. It's just a big donut. I don't think there's anything special about it. Okay, it's a big donut with coconut. Uh, That that meat doesn't... John had made me try something there. It was like white bread rolled up with butter and sugar. Lefkis or whatever. Uh, uh, Lefska. Lefska, yeah. I like those. those are good. I think they're good. You didn't hear me. Oh, it's butter and cinnamon. On white bread. Uh, no, it's like it's a, on a on Lefsa bread. I or whatever wish it's Corey, like a, okay on a piece of flannel. It's butter and cinnamon <laughs> on a piece of flannel. I wish that Corey would try to get me to try something like that. He tries to get me to eat like Bugs. marinated octopus and <laughs> well, you're sitting beside somebody who eats octopus and scorpions. So <laughs> come out with us sometime. Yeah, really, we deep fry everything. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of great things to be had at Walt Disney Anybody World. Anybody else have any? That- we should have added to the list. I'm not a soup fan, but I I do enjoy the cheddar cheese soup at La Salier. Yeah, that too. That's that's up there. Yeah, and those pretzel stick, those yeah. pretzel breads. However, we have found them at Fresh Market, so you don't have to go to La Salier. You can buy them outside. But of like the you world. said, things things taste tends to taste better at Disney World. I agree. You know, I've I've often told the story that there's a place in Wildwood, New Jersey, that serves French fries and they're cooked in peanut oil. And it just one of the things that just depressed me the most is when I realized that for some reason pretzel bread sends my blood sugar mm-hmm. through the roof. Can't touch yep. it. Cannot touch it. One piece of pretzel bread, and my blood sugar is over two fifty. Yep, it's unbelievable. So it's like, damn, can't touch it. Can't touch it. So that's it. Awesome. Did get, Kathy, did you have one you want to add? No, I was just going to say, I, I, I like your list. That yeah, it was a good list. It was a good list. So, But you didn't have lobster bisque from Yachtsman, so. I don't think we've ever had the lobster bisque. 
You need to go. You need to. He's like looking at you like. I would thought that was that something we just recorded or was that you saying it? That was me saying. <laughs> oh, so much for no. I didn't ever have the lobster biscuit uh, yachtsman steakhouse. Well, you need to go do that now. Okay, bye. Right now. Here we go. We're on our way. So, I mean, I'm sure there's other things on this list because we just haven't tried them that people are saying, I can't believe you left off, but, you know, so. Just a personal list. Yeah. Right. Those of are the things I think you shouldn't miss. You know, our listeners are shouting out items right now. Right. I can't they didn't mention. Them. Oh, yeah. Th- those, those will be an email. They didn't say turkey leg. Ew. <laughs> Emu. Yeah, that's never going to be on my list. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that, Kevin. Thanks, everybody, uh, for a great show. Thank you very much, Andy, for joining us from discoverepcot.com. That is going to do it for us this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be No, we won't. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. We will be back with you again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. I think we got away with the no edit show. Yeah.